Afterlife with Brent and Jeff. Rockin' ain't no walk in the park, lady. Good evening and welcome to the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. What's up? I'm Jeff. And I'm Brent. And we are here to rock your face off. Because it ain't no walk in the park, you hear? we got another great episode of our Daniel series. We're excited to be here with you all. Thank you once again for tuning in. Um, we're appreciative and we've got a topic that's continuing our Daniel series. Daniel chapter 5 tonight. The writing is on the wall. We know the story and we're going to look at it in, de- in detail tonight and see what God has for us. You know, the word of God is always fresh, relevant, and new. And uh, this is a brand new Alter Life show, and hopefully that's what happens tonight. So keep it locked right here. Yeah, I think it's awesome. That how If we look back, anybody who like denies the Bible or denies God, how many sayings that we use today that are taken right from the Bible? Yeah. Like when you say, oh man, the writing was on the wall. Guess what? That's what we're talking about tonight. And I'm sure you've heard that phrase used before, talking about judgment and uh, the consequence of someone's actions. Sweet. Daniel chapter 5, in the cliche world. It's great. It's awesome. <laughs> Got to give God his props. He That's came right. up with it before anybody else did. Well, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. The Alter Life. Brent and Jeff. Local artists, constant recourse with Convince Myself, third track that we've played from them. Hopefully you check them out at constantrecourse.com. And uh, first, don't check them out until you check out thealterlife.com. That's more important than anything. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. Listen to our most recent episodes. Catch up on things that you might have missed. Listen to the first four episodes of our Daniel series. There's lots more for you to do there. So please check it out. www.thealterlife.com. Send us an email as well. Yeah, right from just, our say, website. just say hi. It's been a while since we got an email, yeah, actually. Two letters. H-I. It's yeah. easy. Yep. We'll easy, say hi easy. back. Actually, we'll say that. Hi back. That's <laughs> it. Holla back here. Yeah. So we're in chapter five of Daniel. We thank you for checking in with us for our fifth episode and um we meet nebuchadnezzar's descendant yeah. uh, belshazzar apparently grandson yeah according apparently. to the bible notes in the bible notes in jeff's bible <laughs> yeah and um he he has to deal with some pride and god deals with his pride um which we'll see throughout the chapter you know we got lots more music to play for you you know, you look around the world today and the culture that we're in with the Christian culture and there's, you know, it's weird in the Christian culture because things come up and they get hot and all these weird like philosophies and theologies that people make up and they want to like, it's the new latest thing and then it dies and then it comes up and then it dies, you know, and, um, you know, there's so many people in the church that are in this phase of trying to make sin okay and saying, yeah, you know, I'm justified in this. Jesus is a God who loves people, so they, he loves me, and I can sin, and he still loves me, and, um, and that's true. However, there's a point to Jesus that's about purity and holiness. Yeah. Um, it's what the Word of God says, and that being completely true and having your believing that first, that sets the table for the rest. Um, and tonight, you know, it's kind of applicable to what we're talking about tonight in this in this story of Belshazzar, um, the king who knew Nebuchadnezzar, knew his grandpop, knew what happened to him. Um, and if you remember in a previous episode when we were talking about what happened, uh, which was just the previous show, yeah. actually, um, grandpop Nebuchadnezzar, you know, was basically eating food like a land animal, like a cow. <laughs> Um, and really kind of ground to powder until he realized that, God, you are the one who gave me my kingdom. I'm not all that. 
And here's the descendant of Nebuchadnezzar coming on the scene, living, living it up and completely defiling the Lord and just worshiping false gods and didn't learn anything. And, um, you know, as we get on the story tonight, seeing what happened to him and his ultimate demise, um, but he flew in the face of what he knew. And I think that's what we're going to be talking a little bit about tonight in this chapter, you know, where you go against what you know. You know the truth and you do something anyway and you justify it with, you know, with everybody and everyone around you. Um, and that's so prevalent in the church today and it's it saddens me. You know, Jeff, we were just talking about it before the show, um, just how how that just makes us angry and say like our righteous anger just kind of riles up and we just want to go like make it right instead you know and really should challenge us to look at ourselves yeah i mean what brent said it's 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 our church we're taking the holiness of god and we're tainting it and defiling it it you know to make us feel better about the way we live our life no conviction you know god's god of love god of forgiveness which is all true about him but he's also a jealous god he's also a just God, he's the just and the justifier, meaning he he makes things right. He doesn't allow unrighteousness to continue yeah. in any way. Like I think a lot of times we think that God took our sins away from us and threw them away, which is yeah. nice poetic language. But in reality, those sins were taken away from us and put on Jesus and pounded to death because that's what sin is to God. It needs to be destroyed, not thrown and put under the cover somewhere, but dealt with and sometimes dealt with harshly, which is what we're talking about tonight. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes. Moron. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was Kingdom of Comfort by Delirious, and I think Belshazzar was living it up in his Kingdom of Comfort. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to let anybody judge me, fool. I'm not going to let anybody tell me what I can't do. I'm the king. Yeah. I'm the king of my castle. He has his lords, his wives, his concubines. How did his wives nine. feel about that? Well, you know, <laughs> I guess they didn't have as much rights as women do now. Um, but, but like, it's like, yeah, I got my wives over here, my concubines over here. I would think that would cause some animosity at this party. But everybody's living it up. Everybody's into a pretty, having a pretty good yeah. time. Wine's flowing. Hey, you know what? Not only do we want wine, but go get all the gold and silver cups out of the temple. You know, all that stock when we stole from the yeah. temple back when. <laughs> you know, let's li- let's really live it up. Yeah, the stuff that was used to, in worship of God in the temple, they're going to use on their filthy fleshness. Is that yeah, a word? It reminds, it reminds me, I was at, um, we went to a really expensive restaurant one time when I was in Seattle, Washington. And uh, on the menu, they had something called the Millionaire Martini. It was a drink, right? Of course, I don't drink, so I didn't yeah. get it. But $125 oh my for goodness. one <laughs> six ounce martini oh my god and i'm like how many people order this and the lady's like you know i think i sell one a month it's like you know i was like this better come like with gold flakes floating in it (laughs) (laughs) she's like actually the gold the cup is golden and it comes out and it's like real it's got gold in it and stuff wow and it's like man that's crazy who are you spending your money on lavishness anyway that's what i picture here in this scene anyway i love the beginning of the story he's living it up I like the you know, the, the Old Testament. you got to spend some time in the Old Testament. It just knows how to say things. I love it. It says in verse 6, it says, The king's countenance changed and his thoughts troubled him, and his joints of his hips were loosened, <laughs> and his knees knocked against each other. Like, I mean, I've seen that in cartoons, but I've never actually seen a, a, a real person like his knees knocking because yeah. they're so scared. It's really crazy. It's, his hip joints were loosened. Yeah, this, like? this is um, this is one of those places where my commentary is silent about what it means. But I've heard many people comment on this. Uh, 
that it, when it says the joints of his hips were loosened, it meant he he wet himself essentially. Yeah, <laughs> he went wee wee in his diaper. <laughs> Big old bell shots all. <laughs> he yeah. got scaled, Mister Mister Joe Cool. You know, yeah. living it up with his homies. You imagine his wives and his concubines being like, "Oh, get out cool. of here." <laughs> He's like, get me another row, please, a fresh one. <laughs> oh, man. No wonder he cried aloud looking for someone to help him. Yeah, <laughs> He's just so embarrassed. He wanted to, you know, but, you know, amazing. The hand of God coming out of the sky and writing on the wall. Like, what? A giant floating hand. hand. <laughs> Picture a little pointer thing from the old Mario Brothers, you know, yeah. that floats the little <laughs> P finger. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. No, it's true. That's what it was like, Brent. Yeah, that's exactly what it was, like. No, it's nothing like that. I'm sure it was much more majestic than yeah. that. Um, I, can't, I can't imagine. I'm sure they probably thought that they were seeing things with all the intoxicating elements that they've been consuming that night, but they probably sobered <laughs> up real quick, I can imagine, when they see yeah. something like that. And then when they're like, um, what does it say? I don't know. Let's go find somebody that knows what it says because it's freaking me out. Yeah, and of course, guess who they get, right? Daniel. Yeah, it just so happens to be the guy who the book is about. Yeah. He just happens to be right. But what's hilarious is that they always start with all the people that know nothing, and then they go <laughs> recruit Daniel again. Yeah. Bring that guy, and he answered the last question. I know. It's like they, they're like, maybe this Daniel's time like, he won't know. Daniel's and always probably like, man, not again. I'm like <laughs> sick and tired of all these weird mysteries and dreams. Yeah, you would think that they would learn, though. It's like, you know what? Let's not waste our time. Let's get Daniel. He always has the answer, yeah. but they don't. Anyway. Wise makers and soothsayers. The story goes on, and Daniel starts telling Belshazzar, reminds him, you know, remember your old grandpa Nebi? <laughs> remember what happened to him? And he gives him the whole story, you know. He thought he was all that in a bag of Doritos, and he was ground to, basically ground to powder until he realized that, you know, God rules in the kingdom of in men and appoints over it whom he chooses. You know, that was the message to Nebuchadnezzar. And remember that? I mean, Belshazzar knew that happened. He was all about it. He knew, he heard the story. He probably maybe even saw it happening to his grandpa. Because that happened later in his life. And um, later Nebuchadnezzar's life. So he probably saw it. He probably saw what was happening. He like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I guess I didn't learn my lesson. I guess he didn't get anything out of that story. I was like, oh, man, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> That's probably what he thought. He had that, you know, that really prideful attitude. Yeah, I think that it's funny because Paul actually says in the New Testament that the things that were written before time were written for our, our example. You know, there's the Bible is laid out. It's like, here's some stupid people that did some stuff. Don't do that. And then we're like, what? Don't do what? Oh, man, <laughs> we did it accidentally. My bad. You know, <laughs> but it's it's not my bad. It's. You knew, and you did it anyway. Yeah. And uh, I can't count on any hands how many times I've done that, and uh, it made a mess. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Time for our unbelievable segment brought to you by the letter S. S. For space. space. The final frontier. Space. Space is unbelievable. Yeah. I was just thinking about outer space inner space i don't know what that is but we know what my space is <laughs> um, is your space as big as outer space <laughs> i don't know sometimes i feel like it is yeah. um, but outer space think about it i was fascinated as a sixth grader that's when we went through astronomy not yeah. astrology i'm not like the psychic to the stars or anything um 
but astronomy. I always wanted to be one of those people that I didn't want to be an astronaut like a lot of kids did. I wanted to be one of the people on the ground at Houston that were like keeping the astronauts in the air. Oh yeah, you know, like Houston, we have a problem, and I would be like, "What's the problem?" <laughs> I'd be that guy. <laughs> That was your whole job. Apollo 13 was my favorite movie. Still is one of my favorite movies. (laughs) Your job is to ask, what's the problem? Yeah. That's it. Go ahead. What what exactly do you do here? I ask, what's the problem when they say there's a problem? (laughs) And then I get some smart people to figure it out. I never wanted to live in Houston, but I guess I'd have to. Mm -hmm. But um, Philly, outer space is cool. Beetlejuice or Beetlegeese, whatever that big star is out there. You just think about it. You try to comprehend that. The size of those things, it's right, ridiculous. And you think about God and how he's bigger than all that because it's yeah. in his hand. It's like, what's well, in your hand? <laughs> it's so huge out there. <laughs> your hand's big. There's so much space. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. You know, I kind of never got like what we were trying to get out of exploring it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can learn about Earth. I guess that's a good point and like, how everything works. But then what? Yeah. That's what we know now. <laughs> so now what do we get? Earth <laughs> what do looks we do? like a big blue marble. Okay. Oh, uh, that's great. <laughs> Good. Hey, so, I can see my house. <laughs> I wonder how many astronauts make that joke while they're up there. <laughs> no, there's probably a lot of scientists and um, people who are into it going, you're stupid. Why, yeah. are you, why are you even thinking about that? Don't you're a waste chump. our space breath. <laughs> yeah. So I apologize, but maybe you could send me an email and explain to me what the, what the big deal is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's yeah. cool to look at pictures and say, oh, check that out. looks like a star, I think, or something. But it's cool. But you know, I don't. I don't really get the whole. What I think we're trying to get out of. I it. think it's funny that they're like are always. There's like, they're just bent on the fact that someday there'll be life on Mars. Yeah. Someday we will live on Mars. Yeah. Do you know how long someday it would take we'll to live get live to Mars? <laughs> you would die. It's so pointless. Anything that any movie that's created about going to Mars, it's completely infeasible. Yeah. So don't go see movies about Mars. Well, <laughs> you know, and I was. <laughs> what if you live there though? Like, what would that? Hey, you know what? I just got a job in Mars. Like, <laughs> you have that conversation when you're after work. You come home. Hey, guess what? I'm getting transferred to Mars. What? what are you talking about? Like, so, what do you think in candy? Are all candy bars? I mean, on Mars, are all candy bars called Mars bars, <laughs> or is it just still Mars bars? <laughs> That's bad. What's Marzipan called? I mean, we know that lots of men there because of the book. You know, yeah. better from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal uh, I mean my wife has to go to Venus I guess I don't know yeah. that's where the women are I don't understand why they sent monkeys first what's wrong with monkeys <laughs> why did they send them there how many monkeys are because still floating inte- around out because there? they're like us and they can intelligently come back and tell us what's going on up there not the ultra life with Brent and Jeff that was Jars of Clay Hero new music off their latest album The Long Fall Back to Earth and uh, how appropriate. <laughs> one thing that no one wants to think about when they're in outer space is the long fall back to Earth. Um, I love when we actually have a three-minute segment on stuff we have no clue about. We I know. Act like we are so, you know. We could be we know everything down about it. and stripped down in the biggest and who easiest I, debate. Who am I to sit there and just ridicule space exploration? <laughs> the old, <laughs> I'll tell you who you are. You're Brent from the Alter Life. Oh, yeah. And don't forget it, man. I'm so prideful. <laughs> it's like... Whatever you want. It's like Belshazzar, you know, sitting there not humbling his heart, even though he knew the truth and knew it anyway. Yeah. I think that's just insane. Like, and Daniel calls him on. He's like, you knew all this. Yeah. And still, you refused. Do we need to go over it yet again? Let's go <laughs> Let back to the, the story. Yeah. And you know what? How many, you know, just making it real, keeping it real with you. How many times have I done the same thing over and over again, sinfully? <laughs> 
and knowing knowing it was wrong. You know, and we're coming really hard down on Belshazzar, but <laughs> this is so relevant to our lives, folks. You know, how many times? Let me just ask that. Just take inventory. How many times have you done the same thing? You know, you knew it was wrong. You've done it over and over again. And you know what? You even justified it to yourself or to other people, saying that's not a big deal. Look, God hasn't zapped me yet. That's such a I don't know. It's humbling. This is a great show. Great music. I'm really, I'm stoked. I know. Um, It's really hitting home too with the whole pride thing and the story. Yeah, I think Brent and I get so passionate because it's one of those things that everybody struggles with on some level. Everybody who has a low self-esteem, they want a a high self-esteem, which means they're thinking about themselves. So, (laughs) you know, you're like, I'm not prideful. I'm very humble. No, you're not. (laughs) Everybody is prideful in some way or another. So I think this hits home to a lot of us, especially me. Yeah. Because I'm more prideful than most. I love Daniel. He says, you, Belshazzar, you have not humbled your heart, although you knew all this, all the story of Nebuchadnezzar, your grandpa, and you have lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven, and they brought vessels of God's house before you, and you, your Lord, your wives, your concubines, you've drunk with them. You know, the picture there, he's saying, you've taken things that were holy, things that were set apart for God, and you've defiled them with your partying and your sinful lifestyle and you've and your pride and you've defiled those things um intentionally (laughs) and um how many things has the lord given us in our lives you know you know you know it's from the lord you know whether it be your talent whether it be something that um you know a, a blessing that he's given you or you know your family or your friends or um maybe he's given you opportunity to to serve in a ministry or um you know, to just be a light at school or work, wherever you are, and you've you've give, you've been given that opportunity, and yet you squander it by just defiling it with your with your own selfishness and pride. Um, I, you know, I'll raise my hand saying I'm somebody who has done that. Yeah, you too. know what I mean. I just I get so fed up because I see myself in the mirror when I'm thinking about these things, and I'm going, Oh my gosh! Like, there's so many things that I've done that I've taken God's name and I've dragged it through the mud. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. And I didn't care at the time. And it, there's so much in the church these days what takes God's holy standard and lowers it to be God's my, you know, God's my bro. You know, he's God's right there in the bar with me. You know, God's right there in the adult bookstore with me because I'm, I'm forgiven. You know, <laughs> we can we, we hear that and we're like, oh, that's outrageous. That's ridiculous. But that's where we're at. That's the scary state that we're in in our culture and our society and our church, unfortunately. And, um, this has been a pretty, this is a challenging topic um, for me. And, um, you know, Belshazzar, not only did he defile the things the Lord gave him, but the next verses, and he, and you have praised the gods of silver and gold. You know, not only did you defile the things you've given, but you've praised other gods. You've bowed the knee to another god. You know, you're living in idolatry. There's something more important in your life than God. And, um, that, that's what that's ultimately the what happens you take your eyes off Jesus you take your eyes off the important thing you know you start being deceived and bowing your knee to something that's more important whether it be money whether it be relationship you know your focus is off your pride then your and the opportunity for your pride to well up inside you um, and you find yourself just completely going the wrong direction and um, you know thankfully God still loves us through all that because his grace is sufficient the altar life music truth real period that was deliver us by Shaka 
And uh, I was watching The Way of the Master, which is a great program. Shout out, Kirk Cameron. What's Woo! up? Uh, <laughs> What's up? Promote the ultra life on your show. Hey, um, <laughs> you're talking about how people will get defensive, and and they do. They they come at if you're to stand up and say this is wrong. We have taken God and we've lowered the standard in order to make ourselves feel good about the way we live. That's wrong. If you stand up, people get all defensive and say, "Well, you know, you're you're judgmental." I thought God was a God of love. You're coming at me with all this, you know, man-made religion and all this stuff, and they get they get they try to paint you like you're wrong. For you're 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 intolerant, or you're legalistic. you're just legalistic, man. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, you're a Puritan. You get out of here. You don't know how to live. Jesus sat down with tax collectors and sinners. Yeah, he did. But guess what? Those tax collectors and sinners changed the way they lived when they met Jesus. They didn't say Jesus accepts me however I am, yep. and I'm just going to continue to be how I am. You know, the harlots and all that stuff. They, he said, "Go and sin no more." People forget that they're like, "Oh, he accepted the the prostitute." No, he didn't. He said, "Go and sin no more." <laughs> That's not, you know, that's not accepting them in their current state in the sense of how we can sometimes jade that. You know, God takes us exactly as we are. He knows that we're dirty fish and he cleans us after he catches us. But that's the thing is that he cleans us. You know, it's not stay in the exact same state as you were. And uh, I think when God, you know, when we try to box God in and say, well, this is how I view God. And if your God doesn't fit that God, then I don't have to listen to what you say. That's idolatry because we're trying to limit God's power and God's purity and holiness in our own frame of reference. And that's a creating a, a God in our own image, which is idolatry. And uh, that's what you know he's talking about here with the gold and silver and bronze, which they don't see, hear, or know. And the God who holds your breath in his hand and owns all your ways, you have not glorified. God owns your ways. <laughs> that's crazy. It's an incredible statement from Daniel, and it's something that should really challenge us. Yeah, and he holds our breath in his hand. He could just let it go and we're no longer. Like, it's that, he's that much in control. That's the kind of God he is, and how foolish are we to not see him as that God, but see him as a God um, that is weak and just doesn't care about anything. And uh, we want to thank you for tuning in. We got more music to close out the night. We got a double play from Audio Adrenaline. And um, we're going to be wrapping things up on the other side of those songs. But uh, check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. You can request songs. You can request unbelievable topics. If there's anything that you think is unbelievable, you can share that with us. And we'd love to go off on a rant about it. And, um, you know, it's really easy. You just fill in the, the fields and it sends the email for you. You don't have to remember email addresses or anything like that. Second half of the Audio Adrenaline Double Play, I'm Not the King. And God is the King. He really is. And, um, you know, Belshazzar, our... Our, uh, the person we're talking about tonight, he met his demise. You know, God thought about it, thought it was so serious that he, Belshazzar was slain that very night. You know, that night, gone. And his kingdom was gone. And um, that's what God thinks about sin. It's serious. And um, it's so serious that he decided to send his son to pay for the sin that we have. And um, it was that serious that he went to that extent to save us from that um that's the cost and um tonight you know it's not a debbie downer message tonight it's just a matter of looking at ourselves and taking inventory and going god i want to live for you the altar life i want to live an altar life for you um so that you know i don't have the pride and i don't have i don't live in idolatry and and i can look to you um 
and uh, and I know that I'm right with you. And that's that's the challenge tonight, and to realize what Jesus has done for us. Yeah, you know, the topic of tonight, the writing being on the wall, it's been on the wall for a long time. We know the truth, especially those of us that are believers. We know what's expected of us. We know what God has done for us. Who are we to take God's holy character and drag it down to our level? And he's given us the strength to live according to his will. And that's what we need to do. We need to humble ourselves before our God so he can lift us up. And uh, that's the, the main message of tonight. Join us next week for our next episode in the Daniel series. But until then, be cool cats. Live for Christ.